Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram, your SEO strategist for today. For yeah. today. He's just, for today. He'll be a strategist today. Tomorrow, he'll be something else. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of this podcast. Matt and I, we are broadcasting live from Houston, Texas. And Matt and I, we are your results. results. Or at least I am. I mean, I'm I'm more enterprise SEO, so yeah. I mean, you're you're reveling it out there. Uh, or maybe, uh, maybe um, are, is it? Have we figured? Have we pulled the trigger on uh, SEO demystifiers? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have made the decision. <laughs> is no, that's not happening. All right, we've got a, a great article that we're covering today, nine ways to improve your law firm marketing with digital, um, and, you know, digital marketing, obviously. Uh, and we have a review that I've got to read first. The review is titled, Great SEO Podcast. This podcast has helped me prepping for my SEO interview this winter. Yes, I got the job. Uh, and it has been my go-to search news source ever since. Love the hosts and the impressive knowledge they are sharing. Thank you, Sab1805201. Uh, nice. Yeah, glad you got the job. Uh, hopefully you're sharing uh, the podcast with people. Maybe it's a team of SEOers, and now you're sharing it with that team of SEOers. That would be really cool. Uh, and we appreciate you taking the time leaving a review. If you want to leave a review, I'm going to throw this out right now. Just go to ewrdigital.com forward slash review. Yeah. And, and the reality is we probably need to move that to um, the podcast, right? Because we, we, I mean, really um, the podcast needs to have its own everything. Yeah. I mean, it's big. I mean, 55,000 downloads a month, Chris, yeah. like it's, it's time we take it seriously. <laughs> uh, that pod fest, um, you know, like, we, we, we need to, we need to, we need to take this to the next level. I've also been doing a lot of podcasting. I, um, you know, I started a podcast, uh, behest of the BBB, the better business bureau. So, um, I've been doing a podcast over there and with COVID it's a great way, um, for accredited members to interact with each other and, um, a, a new medium to, to do some marketing. So it's been fantastic. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, so you've started your own podcast. I'm planning on starting one, another one too. So I know you've, I, well, you've asked, you've asked me and I'm, um, you know, when you're doing, you know, four interviews a day, um, you, you learn a lot of things. So I'm getting, getting everything, uh, uh, figured out, uh, and building the team to, to be able to support more. I mean, a lot of people are, are starting to come to us, Chris, to talk about like, I call it maybe like awareness PR or personal branding. Um, right. Really, there's kind of been this um, integration uh, now. Like you know, I talked about personal branding, how it's how it's so important to build a business. You know, the second book that we launched, and then really with these eight guidelines, right? Expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. Um, it, there's been this real merger here of of you know who is the online voice that's communicating this messaging, and can you trust them, and are they authority and you know, um, are they an expert in what they say? And and so there's been a merger there and there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, you know, people that are the heads of companies coming to ask, hey, we need more kind of PR related stuff, right? And so um, we've started to do a lot of uh, those sorts of things and uh, starting a podcast or having a book out there 
is an excellent way to do that. So we're helping out in some different ways. That's not the meaning of this uh, podcast by any means. It's just kind of where everything's going in my opinion. <laughs> and and I think you're doing the, the same thing in, in other areas with your other personas. So Yeah, ab- absolutely. No, like, you know, rise of the personal brand. Mm-hmm. Like Amazon bestseller. Um, hey, I haven't got a copy of that. You need to. Uh, I don't know if they've got. Oh well, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll get you a copy. Oh yeah. Oh. No. Well, I don't see you since we're all virtual. I mean, I did see you yesterday, but that doesn't count. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. Let's jump into this article. Nine ways to improve your law firm marketing with digital. This is by Christopher. Chris, Chris the sound is kind of muffled. Is it? So it's not yeah. great sound? Or not? Great, great mic abilities. So, um, you know, we were getting complaints a couple of years ago about the, the quality of our sound. So I just want to be cognizant. How is that? Oh, that's fantastic. That's much better. It was probably using the uh, the sound from the camera that the mic from the camera that's actually behind a. I almost feel like you were underwater and now I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I came up for air and to yeah. share knowledge. That's that's what I'm doing. Oh, I like that. All right, Patif to Christopher Jones. Let's dive right in. So number one, again, this is nine ways to improve your law firm marketing with digital. Solidify your brand. Wow. I mean, we I feel, about it. move on. Number two. Uh, yeah, I feel like we were just, <laughs> yeah. like, just leaning into this. Your brand is how you want your law firm to be represented in the public. Uh, he talks about, hey, it's not just a logo, right? Although a logo can be important. You got the, a really wrong, super kind of inappropriate logo. I remember I had a conversation with a law firm once and we were working on a logo for them and they were struggling. And I said, look, like often these logos are something that, you know, you've, you know, a Celtic symbol that just spoke to you in a certain way since you were 13 and grew up, dude writes a dollar sign on the piece of paper. And, and I was like, that's not a good lawyer logo. I, you know, the, the, the different law firms that we've worked in the past, I actually know which law firm you're talking about. It's kind of Viking related. I think. Oh, no, it wasn't that one. Oh, no, it right. was it, 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 actually, we ended up like, we're like, here, just here's your money back. We're not going to do this because it wasn't the right fit. Uh, well, you know, when we talk about solidify your brand, one of the things that I think is super important is it goes back to the EAT guidelines and how you're building um, those sort of things and uh, how you're putting out content and where you speak. And, and all these things need to actually tie together. There's uh, something with uh, schema markup. I believe it's called like same as that you need to tag things together. So Google knows that you're all the same entity um, and, and we'll start. Uh, measuring you in that way. And then, you know, of course, uh, if you can get a Wikipedia page and there, there's different things that you can do to build um, your brand uh, beyond uh, just the logo, having a, a high-end website that is reflection of uh, the quality of service as well as your office is super important in today's world. I mean, I think that there's a lot. I mean, I think he kind of, um, you know, covers the top of it. You do need to solidify and uh, build your brand, but I think that there's a lot of uh, ways if you go deeper that you can do that. And um, it's just so important as our digital presence and our uh, like brick and mortar presence, I guess, start to get integrated. So. Yeah. And I I think it, you know, it it really is about what makes your law firm stand out and that can be hard, right? So they studied the same law books, 
Um, and it's hard to talk about success for a legal from a for legal reasons. Like you can't you can't do any guarantees or anything. Well, you can um, do you can do cases, right? Cases, yeah. big cases that you've won. Um, you can publish papers on different things. Just any um, you've won awards, like yeah. different things that can separate you from the pack. Um, because there are lawyers that um, got an A, right? And there yeah. are lawyers that got a D. You know, yep. and so same thing with surgeons. You got to really uh, have the people, Fantastic. right? Yeah, and and you want to yeah. see that track record. So I think that that's probably one of the most important things you need to look for. And then someone who you're going to connect with. I think having videos on your website super important. Um, telling your story to go, uh, hey, I, I want to work with that person. I know, like, and trust that person. And yeah. so again, for building the brand, there's there's a lot we could talk about. A lot uh, that you could do. So. All right. Number two, optimize pages for all practice areas, right? So most lawyers don't just practice in one teeny tiny niche and do nothing else. Uh, so you really want to have pages that are optimized for each of the services that you're that you're focused on. Um, at your law firm, your clients, again, have different areas. You want to cover all of those. Ensure that every page on your website includes valuable information about these services. So because I can't just be like, oh, we do immigration and we do, I don't know, finance law or real estate law or whatever. Uh, you want to make sure that you're providing some value. Well, uh, Chris, uh, I, I remember a couple of years ago, we were doing a, a law firm that um, basically was like 50 something lawyers. I don't remember the number, but it was quite big and they had a lot of different practice areas. It was actually five different WordPress sites strung together on the back end on subdomains. It was, it was a real kind of mess. Yeah. Um, uh, but we were able to, 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 to help kind of patchwork optimize that. And we were going after actually the bankruptcy term in a specific area. And we got them to the first position in Google and they actually couldn't handle all the phone calls. Yeah. And, they, and so, so um, they had to go back and kind of uh, process the, the, the phone system and the scalability of, of what we were doing. But really, yeah, you really want a page for each um, area that's optimized, uh, location uh, and um, practice area. And, and, you know, that information needs to be relevant uh, to, to both of those things. Uh, it needs to be well optimized. And then, you know, to stay away from like doorway pages and that sort of thing, you just need to add like lead captures to that. So um, Google does like big authoritative websites. And if you have a lot of different lawyers, you can publish a lot of different content and rank in a lot of different areas. So, yeah, yeah, that writing is time well spent for sure. Uh, number three, regularly publish content. Most people will do a lot of research before they settle on the on the law firm uh, they think is best. According to a 2020 study, 86% of study respondents said they would use Google as their resource for researching a lawyer online. Um, interestingly, 9% said that they would use Yelp. Oh, well, I think uh, reviews are super important, so I can I can understand that. I think there's like Justa and Lawyers.com. There's a few other ones out there that are like uh, web directories. I, I, actually, I think this article talks about that later. But yeah, um, you know, looking for reviews is super important. Um, I think a lot of people read reviews, but I also think a lot of people are searching for particular answers to a certain topic, right? And and, and I know I, you know I have a particular need for a lawyer right now, and um, you know, like there's a lot of different um, things that you need to search for uh, when you're looking for it. And you can read different articles on different people's opinions of different kind of things. I mean, 
I think, you know, right now, actually something I'm realizing is cybersecurity um, insurance is, is super important, right? And people working from home and um, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, people go to Google to research information, right? Yep. And, and so uh, I think it's, I think it's incredibly important that if you're a lawyer to publish your viewpoints on it, uh, I know you got to look out what the different bars um, say, but I think that putting out authoritative comp content and explaining maybe even different processes of how different things work is uh, helpful, right? And so yeah. uh, that's how people initially get introduced to it, or even people might be searching on YouTube, the second largest search engine, right? And so putting videos together and putting out content in all different ways is uh, important for sure. So. Yeah. And one of the points that he makes is uh, you want to answer the question. Like, so you come into a situation where you might need an attorney. You've just got a myriad questions. And if you can find that source that's answering those questions for you as you type them in Google, then that's going to be a trusted source. That's going to be somebody that you're probably going to, you're at least going to consider engaging. So uh, answer those questions. So Chris, one of the uh, quick things, I know that you already threw one data point out there, but I think it's close to 86%. I think it's like 85% of people are already through their, their sales discovery process by the time they pick up the phone and call you. Yeah. So think about that. You yeah. know, by the time someone picks up the phone to call you, um, they've already kind of decided who they're going to go with, or they're really just on that like platform stretch between maybe this company and that company. So if you haven't presented yourself well, if, if, if they haven't found you, you there's those, there's tons of opportunity that you're missing. And most lawyers generate a lot of their business through referrals. Um, but I think that the internet and social media are a form of a referral system. And so if you can put your information out there better, you can have greater reach and greater influence uh, to, uh, people that might need your services. So. Yeah. And, and you know, when you're talking about testimonials and reviews, if only there were some easy way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Testimonial.com is a, a service we just actually launched. We're in beta right now. Uh, we're working with some of our clients on it, but it's, Chris, I mean, you use the service. Can you uh, maybe explain it real quick? Yeah. Well, I, I, so first off, I think it's phenomenal when you as a business owner start thinking about, and this is true, like, for any business, when you start thinking about collecting reviews, okay, I can get text reviews. Sometimes you got to figure out they actually mail them in uh, and you've got to like transcribe, figure out like how to get them online, getting people to write. And it, it can be a problem to get people to just write reviews. It's one of the reasons we mention reviews in almost every one of our podcasts, because there's a lot of you who are listening to this who have not yet what, written a review. What, and what, what is it? One out of nine people respond well out of nine responses that are typically like net what is it negative people you're, or ne negative yeah, you're nine you're nine times or 90 percent more likely to get a negative review than a positive review right so when they're, you they up because they're unhappy but but happy yeah. people just are happy and they go about their yeah their day yeah their business right the, yeah, the, the the irritation the drive of the irritation is significantly higher than the drive of satisfaction or even being, uh, you know, taking care of beyond the satisfaction you were expecting. Like that's uh, like, it doesn't drive reviews. So here you are, you're trying to get them. You're obviously only trying to get the positive ones. And if you think now, you know, as a, as a podcast, we're saying, hey, you should have video reviews. We've been saying that for years. Um, 
But you think, okay, I got to hire a videographer. If I'm going to have him come to some place, am I going to send him to my clients? If he's going there, that's expensive because he's got to travel there and get one review. And then logistically, it's difficult, right? And yeah, it's just... only a simple way to get somebody to just maybe pick up their phone, talk into it, and leave a review. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? That would be phenomenal. And that's what pro testimonial is like. That's it's pretty phenomenal. They, they get an email. They click a button. They don't have to download an app. It, you know, obviously give permission to the camera. They speak into the camera and ask the simple questions. <clears throat> Boom. You get a review. And actually, there's software built into it to add like intro, add music for the duration, add a call to action. Like we would insist that you have a call to action on your reviews uh, as, a, as a company that that wants to deliver results. Um, and Pro Testimonial does all of that. Like so there is a need in the marketplace and um, we are trying to fulfill that need to help people um, get those reviews. I mean, that was that was actually something that I was looking for for us. And I was like, why is there not an easy solution out there yep. to do this? And boom, we're just going to we're going to just we're going to make it. it. We're going to roll it out to everybody. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's pro testimonial. Uh, hey, no, so number four of nine ways to improve your law firm's dig, uh, marketing with digital is start using email marketing. I always like the statistic. Yeah, you brought one up. I'm going to bring up another. Uh, in 90 days, 80% of the people who have worked with you, right? So at, you actually have a working relationship with in 90 days, they have forgotten who you are. Uh, so one of the things that you should do, because people who get in trouble or need some sort of legal service often need it again or know people who need that same service, you want to make sure that you're touching base with them at least once a month, like bare minimum once a month with email marketing. Um, well, you never know when you're going to need something, right? Yeah. And like you want to you want to be top of mind that, that mm -hmm. you're the person they're going to call when they need your service, right? Yep. And and um, if they're interested in a particular industry or topic or something like that, you want to be those one of those names that people come to, right? And so um, I think that building a relationship with anybody, like think think about it like uh, like how you interact with people. If you talk to them daily, right, they're probably like your close friends or your family, and you have that kind of relationship. Then if you talk to people monthly, like you, they're pretty, you know, that's somebody you keep in touch with. But if you talk to somebody quarterly or more, you know, they're really like an acquaintance, right? And yeah. um, you, you want to do business again with people you know, I like, can trust. So, uh, you know, somebody that you talk to once a month is going to be somebody that's maybe in your phone or, you know, someone that you're going to quickly be able to find that email and give them a call because, you know, if you need this particular service um, or, you know, you're dealing with this particular issue, that's who you know you're going to call because that's who you're familiar with, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And that familiarity, I, I love the phrase um, and you should always be working to foster good relationships with your customers because uh, this phrase, all things being equal, people like to do business with their friends. Right. And all things being slightly unequal, maybe even in the negative favor, people still like doing business with friends. So that relationship is really important to kind of that customer retention. And that email may not build that friend relationship, but it maintains that contact. So make sure that you're doing that. And, and he gives the suggestion, and I'm not sure, it just depends on the size of your law firm. Um, 
And maybe maybe it's a bad strategy just because. It, so the strategy is segment your list. So people who got immigration services get immigration emails. People who got a different service like real estate attorney, uh, they get real estate emails. And I think there's some logic to that. But you also want to kind of remind them that you do the other services in these emails. Well, I think you need to have a target persona. Um, and, and I also actually think lawyers should really specialize. I think maybe this article is speaking to bigger practices or maybe yeah. marketing people at bigger practices yeah. uh, because, of course, you, do, you don't want to blast out an email that's meant for, I don't know, whatever that's like, uh, unless there's some kind of correlation, right? right. Um, so I do think that, um, you know, even if you're doing an email segmentation, and you're building an email campaign, you might have um, some if-then uh, statements, right? Of like how people respond, or if you have clicks in there, you can get pretty fancy. You can do lead scoring, but really having kind of a general maintenance drip, and then based upon um, your segmentation, you can add in other drips to focus on those other areas. Maybe if you practice in two areas, uh, and you know, it's really about uh, categorizing or even tagging data as it comes in. So it's like, you know, good data in, good data out, bad data in, bad data out, right? And so um, really thinking about um, how you're gonna build that relationship and how you're gonna communicate with those customers. The thing that I would say about email marketing in general is um, think about how you would talk to somebody um, if they were right in front of you, right? What would be the sales cycle or what would be the steps? And then how do you create that um, maybe in an email drip or even get multi-channel of what are the different touch points that you want to find to get somebody through that 85% sales cycle. And then boom, you know what have, you know what to do at the last 15% when they call you on the phone, right? Um, and and you, you just got to kind of work backwards or work from the beginning and build it out. Um, but but it, that, that, that image of uh, iceberg, right, where there's this top of the iceberg is sticking out of the water which is relevant for, I think, a lot of different topics is absolutely relevant for internet marketing and, and relevant for internet marketing with lawyers in general. So. Absolutely. All right. Number five, nine ways to improve your law firm marketing. Number five is get on social media. He starts, Christopher starts with every business needs a good social media presence. Uh, I think we would agree with that. You don't need to create accounts for every social media platform. I think we would also agree with that. Um, one study referenced, already referenced, uh, showed that Google, Yelp, and Facebook were the most popular platforms for researching and engaging with law firms. How many times have you been on Facebook and somebody's like, hey, I'm looking for XYZ, and uh, does anybody have any recommendations? And there's even like a recommend feature in Facebook. Yeah, no, I, I think that that feature works phenomenally. I think that social media, um, paying a company to maybe do you know, some generic posts is not what we're talking about uh, of doing social media marketing. You know, if you hire a community manager who's engaging with people and interacting with people, it's called social media for a reason because it's social. Okay. <clears throat> and so if, and if you're interacting, like if I'm like, Hey, Chris, um, who would you recommend for X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Or I need a good legal lawyer for whatever. And, you know, um, that's funny. Legal lawyer. I don't know. Yeah, as that. opposed to the illegal lawyers. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, more fun. <laughs> I, you know, I can tell you actually with COVID, I got a uh, haircut yeah. um, at my hairstylist's house. Right. Okay. 
And I was going to post that on social media. And he literally was like, do not post that. Like I could like lose my license or something. Like that. <laughs> um, you know, um, I never thought that haircuts were going to be like, um, you know, against law. But, it's like a speech. Uh, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious that we're, we're doing this segment for lawyers. Uh, so I, please don't get me in trouble. More importantly, don't get the guy who did my hair in trouble. Yeah, like I can't, I can't. I like I can't, him. But, but I think that um, social media is just a different, people are people and people are going to communicate, right? And so um, whatever platform you're on, have it be something natural and be an extension of yourself, right? So he talks about don't be on too many platforms, whatever platform you're currently on, engage with people on that platform, be involved in that community. It doesn't help to just do a post or set up a profile on something that you're not part of the community, right? Yeah. And so figure out what's natural for you, but stay active, stay involved, just like you would with your your friends, like, yeah. and, and engage with them. And and I think that that's why Facebook and like Instagram and depending on the industry works so well. So it just depends um, what, what, what you're trying to do and what, like if you're in real estate law, um, you're going to be uh, in, in one area engaging with one type of people. Like it's kind of like fish where the fish are, right? Yeah. Or fish um, and, yeah. and, and something that, that's, that's natural for you. So I, I think really social media is hard to outsource. Um, uh, I think it ties into building your brand. But if there is somebody at your company or someone that's associated with your business that really understands it, and they can be an active community manager and they can pull things together and they can bring news together and they can and and they can um, take content and repurpose it. I think that that's really one of the keys is creating original content and then repurposing that content um, is one of the most effective ways to use social media where people want to see behind the scenes. People want to see what's going on. People want to see who you are as a person behind the business because, again, people want to do business with their friends, like you mentioned. and so. You have to communicate that in a professional way, but but be genuine and um, generic posts. Uh, you know, there's there's gosh, we're throwing all these data points out there, but um, just taking a picture with your camera versus like a professional stock photography gets, um, I think, three times more engagement. Um, now, how you define engagement, like we could go into more details, but um, it's is super important. So yeah. Yeah. And that's that goes back to that friend connection, right? You don't have that connection with uh, that stock photo you do with that selfie image significantly more. All right. Number six, utilize PPC ads. Many digital marketing strategies will help you bring in more organic traffic, but you can do more than that. With paid ads, you can expand your audience and reach even more people than you would otherwise. While PPC ads can be great for bringing new traffic, they are also a great choice for any type of digital marketing budget. Um, I'm not sure I would agree with that, especially if you're outsourcing. Thoughts? Well, so, I mean, PPC in general um, used to be quite powerful um, when the cost per click was lower. So in the law industry in particular, the cost per click is extremely high. Yep. Um, and you have to have really tight attribution and you need to be tracking everything properly and you need to have um, like something like call rail or something like that set up where you know um, where the calls are coming from, what are the calls valuable and, and, and there needs to be a really tight loop uh, with who's ever managing uh, the AdWords to make sure that's correct. We've done some, you know, really interesting things with PPC. We're using it to, to um, you know, drive up uh, our uh, 
uh, click rate with uh, SEO like mm -hmm. for targeted keywords. Um, we've done uh, some things with display ads. So you can actually run smart display ads in a way that mimics remarketing in some um, restricted uh, areas. Um, I know uh, uh, some of the law uh, verticals, uh, Google said you can't do some remarketing. So really you, you turn it into some low cost branding. Um, there's a, a lot of ways, uh, I think remarketing um, and finding ways uh, to build that brand are probably one of the most effective ways uh, to use PPC because, you know, if you're paying $145 or $75 per click, that's not a conversion. That's just somebody coming to your website. And then the data points say 94% of people with mostly e-commerce sites, but 84 or 94% of people come to your website, leave and never come back again. So you're spending quite a lot of money. You need to work on CRO or conversion rate optimization on your website. If you're going to get into PPC, you need to really run it to a landing page. There's really a lot um, when you're going to be doing paid ads that you need to consider. Um, and that market is so saturated right now because, you know, like in maybe the PI industry, for example, they just throw money at it because yeah. they're making so much money on an ROI um, from a deal. Um, yeah. and, and I think that in some of these industries where people are overusing PPC, um, they could be utilizing other areas that are um, uh, not as competitive and and, a, and have a lot more efficacy uh, than just PPC. It's not not a silver bullet anymore. Now, when everything was just a couple cents, um, you, you know, you could just throw money at it and convert. But yeah. you're talking about, you know, even a couple thousand dollar budget. It doesn't go very far. And, and it depends on what type of customer, like if you're, you know, if you're doing traffic tickets or immigration or something like that, it, it might not be uh, as effective, right? It's, it's what your uh, cost per customer is. And then you got to basically run the math to see if it works. And you need to make sure that you have a highly converted uh, website or landing page, uh, do remarketing where you can, or, um, you know, do some kind of lead capture where you're capturing email addresses. Because, you know, trying to find somebody, I, again, man, we're throwing all this data out there. I won't even go to the data, but think about someone that's ready to buy immediately when they find your website. Like, how, you know, how thin uh, of, of, a, of a, a bandwidth are you looking for? A lot of times people maybe are going to buy in like a 90 day window. So you want to kind of get them involved, get them familiar with your brand. And then when they're ready to pull the trigger, do it. But to find somebody that you know, I think that where, where PPC ads work the best is, um, you know, people that are look, that need somebody right now. So there are certain industries that it's like a three day window that like you got to catch them. They're needing somebody. Emergency right. plumbing. Yeah. Well, emergency plumbing or DWI, yeah. or, you know, so, so something like that where you need somebody right now. Um, and then the other area of people that click on ads are coupon hunters, right? They want a deal. And, and if you're a lawyer, I'm not sure that, um, you want people that um, are, are wanting a deal. You want um, really good, well-researched clients that find you and want to work with you. And that's where I think, you know, SEO um, has a much greater um, value to them. Uh, but to get someone introduced to your brand to start them in the funnel, uh, PPC is a great way to go if you have uh, that whole marketing system built, built in on the back end. So, yep. All right. Number seven. We mentioned this earlier, get into legal directories. Uh, they're huge dig digital marketing asset, not just the fact that people visit those directories and make decisions off of those directories, but the SEO value in those directories is uh, is very important. 
Um, being listed in directory is important because there's they're a reputable source for information for potential clients. And I pulled up a list of some of the uh, lawyer directories. You've got Avo, Find Law, Super Lawyers, Justia, and then Nolo, Lawyers.com. Yeah hg.org. Actually, I know one of the founders of hd.org. He's a, he's here in Houston. Uh, so you want to be, you want to have a least at a minimum, you want to have a listing there and potentially you want to be spending some money there to kind of improve your position on those, uh, on those sites. Yeah. And when we do marketing for, 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 for our law clients, or really there's a lot of these kind of web 2.0s that popped up in all these different industries. Um, we evaluate the site in itself in the city and look at the traffic. We do the same thing with like Yelp and a trust pilot and all, all, all the other web 2.0s that are out there. You, you want to look and evaluate, are they driving traffic? Are they visible in your area? If you're searching for the key terms and they keep popping up, um, you really need to consider it. Now um, I can also tell you, they are driving that traffic through mostly SEO, right? And then they're selling the leads off that to multiple people. But guess what? If you don't have the budget to spend on SEO, um, you can kind of piggyback on them and spend less. Uh, I mean, we do analysis for clients looking at straight PPC ads um, versus um, the positioning on some of these web 2.0s for different terms and, and what they're charging. And sometimes it makes sense. And so really um, providing that kind of uh, holistic outlook on marketing and looking at all different channels and figuring out what's going to produce the best ROI. Um, I think these directories can come incredibly important. I know that there was a recent Google algorithm change and there was a number of them that really popped up that are starting to uh, take visibility. Um, and so I think that you, there are free listings where you can um, – what is it called? Like claim your listing, right? Yeah. Which is super important. Um, but then in certain instances, depending on your area, your industry, et cetera, et cetera, um, there are some of these web 2.0s that you should consider putting some marketing dollars towards. So, yeah, abs absolutely. Number eight is become mobile friendly. Um, I feel like this is 2020 uh, coming into 2021. I mean, we're already almost over the first month in 2021. Uh, this really goes without saying. Well, you know, I, there's still, I, I can tell you, there's so many websites still. Um, and, and we're talking every three to five years, you've got to upgrade your website. Um, I, I was just talking to somebody on the phone today that had a, a lawyer actually that had a HTML website. Right. And um, I mean, solid brand, solid experience. Um, and not to say that there was anything wrong uh, with the website, but it was like, what was the lack of potential that you could do? Right. So there was right. nothing necessarily wrong, but like there was just so much more um, she could do. And and really, you know, some of these older websites, like everybody's on their phone now. Remember when mobile traffic was 20, 30 percent of traffic yeah. and then it was like 50, 50. And then now it's like 80, 70. Like it's yeah. I mean, even higher potentially in, in certain areas. And so like mobile first. Right. You, you need to be designing your website for mobile first. Um, you need to be thinking about uh, like low time on mobile and desktop is different. Okay. Also the rankings in Google is different. Okay. And so really um, you need to see where your traffic's coming from in your analytics and make sure that you're targeting that. But I mean, it, yeah, I think it goes without saying you need to be mobile friendly, but I'd be surprised and tell you, uh, or I'm surprised to tell you based on what I'm seeing, how many sites are not mobile friendly. So, I mean, there's 30%, maybe, maybe 20%. I don't know, somewhere in that range of sites that I still run across 
that are not mobile friendly. And in today's world, that's actually quite a big number, right? Yeah. And so if you're one of those people, I would encourage you to look at updating your website, especially with COVID. Um, you know, you, you know, people are on, on screens more than they are uh, any other place. They're not yeah. driving around anymore. Uh, uh, I mean, I think social media, people are uh, still communicating and giving uh, recommendations and references. But guess what? What's the first uh, experience that somebody has? What are, where are they going to go? They're going to go to your website. And yeah. so that needs to represent your brand um, and, and, and how you want to communicate. So videos, uh, mobile friendly, uh, well-built design site is critical. So, uh, Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, this is the ninth way to improve your law firm marketing. Show social proof. And we actually talked about this earlier. The best way to do this is really with reviews. I mean, there's a couple of ways. So one, um, which wasn't mentioned in this article, and, and it, it, that, that can be very important, is like having badges or social proof uh, badges on your website. So, and they can be an AVO badge or they can be, you know, lawyer of the year badge. We've got one client who has just a ton of badges and, and, he, and we display them proudly because they're all represent some value and quality that he provides to his clients. Uh, yeah. and then the other is reviews. And we talked about that pro testimonial. Um, that's a great way to get those video reviews. So, uh, well, so, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we've kind of throughout this whole podcast talked talked about like social proof and building the brand and kind of tying it all together. I, I would say just go back to what Google's looking for, what the algorithm's looking for is based upon what um, what people are looking for. That's how Google is building their algorithm, right? And so uh, the quality rater guidelines um, talk about eat expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. So figure out how to do those things online and then do them and then boom, like you're going to see more success. Google's going to show you the love. People are going to find you. People are going to understand more about your brand. People are going to hire you. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, so interesting. Some more, I like this data. So recent research reveals that a whopping 98% of respondents uh, say reviews matter to them when researching law firms. 90% uh, said they look at Google first, and then 69% said they would use Yelp, Facebook, and 13 Avo. So Avo, uh, at least in this survey, uh, the the larger of the lawyer um, well, aggregating sites. I would tell you, if I'm looking for a lawyer, I'm going to look and read all reviews, right? Yeah, <laughs> every like, single one, right? Every yeah. single review. Like I want to, and, and, and that's the same thing about your brand online and like social proof is like, I'm trying to understand as much as I can before making a decision, right? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are potentially that way when making a, a tough decision, um, especially if they don't have any experience in a certain area. So they're going to consume all information. And if you provide more of that information out there, they're going to feel more comfortable with you and you can uh, position yourself better uh, in, in the marketplace and, and the, the accessibility of of information for them to make um, a good decision because I can't tell you um, how many people we we're talking about the BBB podcast, how many great people I'm meeting that are just in obscurity that I, I would have never interacted with and I would never be able to share them uh, to other accredited members without um, interviewing them. Right. Yeah. And so like, that's one of the main things I'm consistently seeing is you, we, we got to, you, you got to 
you got to pull out and share your brand with everybody so people know what you're about and who you are um, so they can find you and do business with you. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Patif to Christopher Jones uh, for writing this article. Uh, one of the things that's really important and was important in this article is reviews. Uh, we would also say that those reviews are important to us. <laughs> so please go leave that review at ewrdigital.com forward slash review. Uh, and hopefully you can make that five stars. Awesome. We appreciate you. Um, anything else to wrap up, Matt? No, just uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, you made us one of the most popular podcasts uh, on iTunes, internet marketing, SEO. Um, you know, we're starting to uh, get some visibility in like small business podcasts. Um, a lot of uh, people in the community um, uh, and on other uh, large podcasts, we've been doing some collaborations. So we just, you know, we just thank you for the support. Um, you know, Chris, uh, you've been doing uh, podcasting before it was popular. So yeah. um, what a visionary you are. So uh, thank you so much for everything that you do. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. My name is Matt Bertram. Chris Burris. Bye-bye for now. Bye.